Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey guys. I have Scott. Hello there. And I have Todd. Hello. And as the boys have all left me and they've buggered off to Seattle, we also have another guest. We have Mike. Mike is Todd's buddy. Mike, how you doing? Good day, sir. <laughs> I was a road trip, boys. Thank you, Carl, for not making the trip. <laughs> Somebody had to take the ticket. Unfortunately, I wish it was me, but not this time, unfortunately. That's right, me and Jocker, we're going to meet up. We're going to have beers uh, sometime next week. It's fine. <laughs> What's happening? I'm sure you're lying. No, Echo reached out. <laughs> so, uh,. Mike, um, you, you've been friends with Todd for a while. You've obviously you've been on departments as well. Tell us a little bit about yourself, mate, so everyone knows who you are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, Todd and I worked out of Vancouver um, doing the paramedic thing for a good number of years. Um, so that was awesome, actually. So we worked pretty much like Metro Vancouver, a lot of downtown east side, um, and had a lot of fun. So it was a, it was a great partnership, and we really hit it off um, – Instantly, basically, because I think we were both heavy into the volunteer fire thing pretty much uh, right off the bat. So I was working at the same time for a little volley fire department. Shout out to Lanceville Volunteer Fire Department, my peeps. Um, 3,000, 4,000, sort of maybe five-ish thousand people community. I know that's a big sort of area. Do you know how to do math? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, math, not my strong suit. I definitely don't do drug dose calculations after 2 a.m. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, the first part of that sounded like a Tinder uh, dating, uh, yeah. <laughs> dating ad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, their for their, the their record, relationship was together. And, yes. <laughs> for the record, we hit it off because we both like gadgets and sharp knives. There you yes. go. <laughs> Shiny objects. <laughs> Forever forged in the flames. Yeah. There you go, boys. So, um, how long were you? Uh, how long you were you on for there, Mark? Um, Mike, Mike. <laughs> That's what I said. Mustache is my game. Um, I did. Uh, I, well, I'm still working in Van, so I've been there for 14 years now. I did eight years um, part time on the island, and I've done. I did 15 years with my little volley fire department. So awesome. <clears throat> Time was like Todd. <laughs> I was going to say, Todd's, uh, oh, we counted up Todd's service years and he's about 742, I think, to uh, next That's year. <laughs> he's so, got another 400 till retirement. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, guys, how was the trip? He's got Todd in across the border. Yay. They let him in. Oh, better if you bring a passport. Uh, in the news, you can actually cross the Canadian-American border with no passport. <laughs> That's terrifying. At least from that guy, from that border guy. <laughs> getting back might be an issue. <laughs> I was going to say, any uh, getting across seems to be fairly straightforward. It was getting back that was always a problem for me. 
Good luck, Todd. <laughs> Have you seen my border crossing? <laughs> <laughs> so the um, you boys then, uh, you're obviously down there. And why are you... Well, actually, we'll get into why you're down there. But on your way down, you are... Because you're in Seattle right now. Um, you stopped off to have a little conversation with uh, a friend of ours that reached out to a while ago. So, Ash, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so a few podcasts ago, uh, after we wrapped up, uh, we were sitting around talking about... Uh, um, what's going on over here? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, we uh, started talking about uh, equipment and uh, tools and whatnot, and then we... The topic of the what we have now learned is the CRAP, the Seattle Rapid Access Tool, um, which is a a soft access tool. So up in our area, we're uh, quite heavy on the forcible entry. Uh, this is a bit of a, a step away for us being a, a soft entry tool, so not doing damage, gaining access to the building. Uh, Scott, to be fair, forcible entry is the funnest type of entry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to you, Ash. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is, uh, I mean, this is the better type of entry for like a medical call. Less fun. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of ninja-like. Yeah, it is. To be honest with you, so it is pretty cool. It's so seeing it, work, see, seeing it work live is really impressive. Uh, seeing his videos is good. So anyway, back back to how this all came. Uh, we, uh, we were chit-chatting about this tool. Todd's like, hey... This reminds me, have you seen this tool? So we sat around for 20 minutes trying to figure out how to find the name or whatever. We find it, and it's, yeah, through a company called Ignition USA. Uh, it's the Seattle Rapid Access Tool. Uh, so we knew we were, we were coming down here. I'm like, ah, what the hell? I'm going to throw an email out to him. And uh, he uh, got, got back to us right away. We ended up chit-chatting back, back and forth, told him a bit about what we were doing. Uh, he told me a bit about his side of it, and we ended up meeting up today and doing a uh, live demo. We had a bit of a round, round table around the largest slices of pizza I've ever seen, and uh, yeah, it was it was a really good meeting. Um, Jason from uh, uh, Ignition USA. So this uh, this CRAT tool, soft entry. So what does CRAT stand for? Does it stand stand for soft entry something something tool? No. So C-RAT is Seattle, C-RAT is um, Rapid Access Tool. Okay. And it's a passive entry tool. Uh, rather than forceful entry, this is a passive entry tool. It's kind of a, a hot topic quote of, of what it is. Yeah, so it's where, where we're busting down door frames to try to gain access. This is more of a, a passive entry tool. So less damage and uh, just still straight quick access. So what kind of doors is it? This thing used on then? Uh, I mean, it's industrial, uh, your uh, residential uh, metal frame lock uh, gates, like we would see in some of our. Like we have one at the hospital. We have one in some of the the uh, locked uh, gate uh, communities back back home. Um, the the one thing that he he really wanted to to harp on was it's the Seattle rapid access tool designed for Seattle because this is. Or not for Seattle, in Seattle. It's a, a elder building um, sort of lock mechanism. Newer lock mechanisms might not have the same give um, play. Yeah, the, the same give. What it means is, I mean, 
we're going to put up some videos later on. But it, it needs room to flex. If, if the door is a, a metal door frame in a concrete building, it poses a lot of extra, a lot of extra challenge. But uh, in oh wow, there's some, some crazy people happening outside, which we can touch base on afterwards. But uh, yeah, it's uh, um, a lot of older construction here. Obviously, there, there's a lot of older heritage type type buildings here. So that's what it was sort of you know designed around for us. We've got a lot of older construction back home. Uh, downtown Vancouver obviously it's going to be a lot of old, older construction and that's right in its wheelhouse right right so um, what's going on in the background there Scott where did you end up booking a hotel in the air seemed like a good idea at the time apparently a block away where there's uh, nine people shot yeah oh, so you're in the heart of Seattle and yeah what, a couple weeks ago there was actually an active shooter here Holy shit. In fairness to me, I booked it several months ago. Prior to said active shooter, but... Jeez. That's crazy. Why can I feel right at home? Yeah, I'm quite comfortable here. <laughs> so everyone's like, just stay away from the windows, boys. Um, so so this tool then, um, this guy showed you how it works and, and everything's cool. Like, uh, did he... Um, so he gave you a live demo, right? And you guys got video? Yeah. Um, I guess... Best way to describe the thing, it kind of looks like a giant jackknife, mm-hmm. um, like a Swiss Army knife. That's right. Um, but it's basically like he, he was describing it as like he had saw when he first when he first arrived when he first arrived in Seattle. Um, there were some older guys using uh, basically a framing square from construction, and the thing he realized pretty right away was that it wasn't portable enough. So he wanted to make it more portable. So he he started making playing around with the designs on how to uh, fold it up, and then he realized, well, I could add some more stuff to it. So there's a like a basically a push knife on there, which is another axis. Uh, sorry, shove knife knife, which is another uh, way to um, access a door. And there's a bunch of various parts to it, I guess. Um, yeah, it's got a old gas. Huge gas. gas. Uh, for gas shut off, OG yeah. shut off with a punch. Uh, with a punch, a yeah. small. There's like a wedge on there for uh, gapping the door, so you can get a little bit more play with the uh, with the um, with the with the bar. Yeah, a degree yeah. finder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Speed square. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> nice. So, um, did you, you boys obviously probably didn't trust you? So, what like did you did you end up uh, like testing it on a couple of doors there? <laughs> Obvious, Carl. <laughs> I, <didn't trust> me. <laughs> I, I don't know if I trust you with it because I mean, let's face it. So, like, did you test it on the fire department door or something there, or what? How did he show? So, uh, and actually, it's kind of cool because back to the not trusting us, uh, possibly breaking it. Um, it is actually designed if if a piece of it breaks, he's got it fully designed so you can take it apart and add the part back on that broke. That's a reasonable cost. Yeah, so everything's like replaceable on it. And that's one reason why I designed it that way, just because he knows how firefighters are and how we break stuff all the time. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. So, like, um, so you tested it out there, right? He, he showed you on a few doors and things. and Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Like, we were, you know, downtown, and there was a couple areas, and he's like, oh, we'll just... Uh, it was nothing like, we're not going into someone's private residence, but, you know, basically an, an entrance to, like, a... Um, like an apartment building that would be open anyways. It was a building that he was familiar with. Yes, yeah. So we 
It wasn't like we were breaking. <laughs> we were breaking. breaking we were breaking entering. Yeah. Uh, but he showed us on that. It was, it was pretty sweet. Um, really quick. Um, you know, I think in the video maybe thirty seconds. Yeah. Thirty seconds and through. Yeah. Uh, no damage to any of the uh, any of the locks. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest thing is this thing leaves zero uh, damage once you've gained access. So if it's on that medical call or whatever, once you're done, you're not leaving the residence or the building that um, in a state where it can no longer be secure. So you can gain access, you can go in and do your job, but then they, they can still secure the building behind you. So from my perspective, like one of the biggest things I'm doing medical calls is that we often end up leaving a, a residence unsecured or damaged to the building frame and and then it becomes an issue of like how how is this person going to be secure how is their property going to be secure so this tool is awesome in the sense that it avoids all those issues we can still like take this person to the hospital and the building is secure or we can leave them at home and the building secure and that's huge for, that's a huge win for me personally knowing that they're safe and that their stuff is safe yeah and mike and i were talking before like when we're working downtown as, as medics there's numerous calls we get uh to a residence where we had permission to force entry you know but we had to call for the fire department to come and force entry and they couldn't get in so they actually had to use forceful entry tactics and just absolutely destroy the door and door frame and we get in there and the patient is literally sleeping without their hearing aids in and now their door is destroyed so this is a prime tool for passive entry and we're not destroying the residents to get in the yeah. worst the worst one or the you know you can argue how bad it is but um one of the definitely downsides of forced entry that i saw was that um like there was an elderly lady who had fallen and fractured a hip and she had managed to drag herself to the door but couldn't reach the deadbolt and we punted the door and the door almost hit said lady well and when you say we i wasn't there was <laughs> you were not there sir you're absolved of all implication so yeah my partner and i at the time had punted the well fire department had punted the door and we almost hit the lady in the door control with that's, the yeah that's why you're gonna have so, door control <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's not something that as medics we do very often. So, you know, we usually have help with said with these things, and um, everyone loves to punt a door. It's Sometimes true. there's a lot of uh, enthusiasm that goes into that, and and this was a good case of we almost hurt the patient. So this tool is a solution to that. So and it's a lot better. We all have stories of medics using the butt end of an oxygen cylinder to do that and it's not <laughs> recommended. <laughs> not recommended. That has happened. No way. Really? Oh, yeah. Not by anyone in this room. Like a battery room? Yeah. That sounds a explosively dangerous. Allegedly. Every tool should have two uh, purposes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so what? This uh, this C-Rat tool sounds pretty fantastic, boys. I'm looking forward to seeing the video, honestly. And then... Uh, it, so uh, this tell me a little bit about uh, about Jason about the founder of the tool. Yeah, I know he's awesome. He's uh, very passionate about uh, about his career and and moving forward and just training and thinking outside the box. That's kind of the whole reason why he's developed that tool, like uh, Scott was saying earlier. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, just very very progressive in in their training and it's, we talked a lot about. Uh, how their company uh, always always troubleshoots and 
just starts um, banging off extra training when they think about it. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about his um, squad he works with. Because uh, we actually asked him how often they train. Truck 32. And he gave us an interesting Shout out. Yeah, he gave us an interesting look. Uh, like, oh, we train every day. We're like, oh, interesting. Because, uh, you know, we've talked to some other full-time guys, and they don't train every, every year. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's weird. Because basically what they do is uh, they'll be sitting around in the morning during their morning for a coffee, and someone will come up with a, a, you know, a thought about a last call or about something they saw and something they could do better. Yeah, something they might be able to do better and they literally like as soon as they're done eating they'll, they'll head out to the truck bay and, and work through the problem. So that's a pretty cool way to do things. Yeah. And that's how you come up with solutions for for problems you may not even knew they existed. Huh. That's pretty What I was pretty impressed with was um, just his general demeanor towards um, improving the the train of thought around sort of what they're doing. So they were they're like he in particular, but his truck company and the guys who train him, which is like, I think, was it the rescue one? Yeah. They were very much committed to sort of like breaking down problems, looking at sort of the principle, coming up with solutions, passing those lessons on. And, um, and so like as a guy who loves training, like to me, that was like super, interesting like just that he wasn't willing to accept just the way that we've always done things instead he was always trying to like look at the principles behind what they're doing and how to progress sort of the science and the techniques and and the frontline management of what they were doing i think the big thing is uh one of the things he was saying was like the answer is not always in the in the, in the manual which is uh, you know that's the way we train yeah yeah um unfortunately a lot of uh, departments they think that everything is uh is in that fire manual, and it'll make you. It'll make you all you need to be to fight fires. Um, it's a good start, but yeah, you definitely need to do more things and troubleshoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Well, I mean, if you if you look at it like that, like yeah, we're we're always talking about the fact that just because something's been done the same way forever doesn't necessarily mean that was ever the right way. It might have been the right way at the time, but times change and people change and situations change. So it's fantastic to hear that there's more of these guys out there. Again, like Motus and these guys, they're trying to adapt these these newer tools that they're trying to bring to scene and really try and create these uh, these new problem-solving um, pieces of equipment that we can use for multiple different situations. It's fantastic. And again, it's another tool in the toolbox for us to work with when we're in these scenarios and situations to at least preserve like like you guys have said you know it sounds like this tool is very very good at preserving and uh, keeping the keeping these things in in one piece as opposed to the multiple pieces they have to be in if we need to gain access to these places for medical calls and and uh, for reasons that don't necessarily mean fire so it's great to hear that uh, yeah there's more more hands and more things going on out there in the fire world because we seem to get stuck in a bit of a stalemate sometimes where nothing nothing changes for a while so it's cool it's good. Absolutely. And he, you know, what I really like too is that he mentioned that specifically as well. Like the way they train, the way they teach uh, to other firefighters and, and recruits is, you know, this is just another tool in the toolbox. And, and we talk about that a lot. And hearing that from him was fantastic because he's on the same wavelength of talking about that. You know, like he did, he mentioned the same. He's dual trained, he's a paramedic. And he, he talked about his medical stuff as well and just how, the, how they grow and, and with his company, he mentioned like 
when they leave that uh, that truck company, they want the next guy to come in and just to continue to go forward. So if they can pass on that knowledge that they have to the next company that comes in, you know, it's a, it's a win for everybody. Wicked. So one of the things that like impressed me about Jason is that I mean. He was really humble, actually, about the situations in which his tool worked and didn't work. I mean, he was, you know, like saying that, as Todd said, this is just another tool in the toolbox. We've hit on that a few times. But, like, he's, he says that, like, this isn't a tool for all situations, and it's going to not be applicable to all situations, and this is why. And, and he's actively working to develop other products to sort of fill those gaps. So, you know, like, he's not trying to... I didn't feel like he was trying to sell us like, hey, this is the one cool thing that will do everything you guys need to do in kitchen every situation. Like he was talking very much about an applications approach. And, um, you know, like I, to me, like after meeting the guy and spending time and watching how he approaches his business and the tool, um, I think he's on the right path, Jocko. And, um, you I, you know, I just, I just like felt like he wasn't trying to just sell us something. He was actually trying to like improve a situation. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Nate, it seems like, I mean, cause I know as well for our, for our standpoint, talking about Seattle boys, obviously we got Aaron Fields in the same area. I mean, with the nozzle forward techniques that we use now throughout our entire department and that we train to others when they come to our seminar and things like that. So it sounds like Seattle's a super progressive area for firefighting taxes. Yeah, it sounds like their chief uh, is very uh, allows them allows them to be progressive. So allows that uh, again back to Jocko um, allows that kind of decentralized command. Let let guys do what they can um, to. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. There. Um, it, it allows them to get to do their work and to to be that progressive uh, firefighter rather than being uh, you know the chief's telling them no, this is how we're gonna do it. I don't want you to think outside the box. Um, it sounds like they're all all about being outside the box. Sweet, nice, no, important. It's good to good to hear that the uh, the mindset and the mindset for that kind of thing is uh, is other places too, and it's always nice to hear that those guys are getting on one and doing it as well. It's awesome. So uh, let's have a little bit of a conversation. Seeing as uh, his name's popped up a couple of times there in the last few sentences, let's talk about the other reason why you boys are down in Seattle. Yeah, we're down. Uh, well, we're talking with Jocko, so we're down. Uh, we're going to see Jocko tomorrow night. Um, can I have dinner with them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? Yeah, no. It's really an intimate evening with us and about 3,000 people. Actually, I don't know how big that theater is. Um, yeah, we're going to be at the, the his lecture. Or, where does it Jocko Live at the Moore Theater. Yeah, decisive engagement. Uh, thoughts and words with Jocko Willink. Um, it says here, uh, in this special event, where he says he's not going out on tour, but it is the Jocko Live tour. Um, he is uh, uh, coinciding with his release of his latest book, Leadership Strategy uh, and Tactics Field Manual. Um, so what's going to be really neat is, A, we're all going to get a copy of his latest book, which we're really excited about. Um, and yeah, it's, from a few of his latest podcasts, he, he talks, it's pretty free-flowing, where, yes, he's going to talk about uh, certain things that come up in the book, but uh, there's there's no real outlined um, you know, schedule of events, and um, everyone's different, which is really exciting. Um, just kind of going to go up there, talk talk about his book, talk about 
life experience and leadership and everything that comes along with that. So, yeah, we're uh, pretty excited to see it. Yeah, I'm uh, super jealous. <laughs> enjoy uh, enjoy the ticket, be. Mike. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody could take it, mate. No, it's, it'll be good. It'll be good. And then uh, while you're down there, do you do you guys actually get to do you get to meet him and shake hands at all? Do you get to do that portion with that as well, uh, or? I'm not sure if there's a. I think there might be a book signing, but we're not sure if that's going to happen 100. percent Right. Um, we're going to try. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, while you're down there, be safe. Obviously. Big arena, yeah. lots of crazies. Never know. Seattle, what's, what's going on? Trip to Cabela's on the way home. There you go. Yep. Okay. Well, boys, I know that you've got lots of things to do this evening as well to probably prep for tomorrow. So uh, I am going to get this to the point where we're going to wrap this up. So maybe we want to start with, uh, we'll start with Motus there, Ash. Yeah, so Motus, uh, they are, for, for us, their big claim to fame. Uh, is the uh, snagger tool for most of us. Uh, Scott, not so much, but uh, uh, we've also dealt with their uh, um, four century wedge, which goes along well with our topic tonight. Um, their mini spanners, and we have live tested their latest product, which uh, is super close to release. So we've got some photos to share once that happens. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this. It's a it's a pretty neat tool. Um, so that's coming up, um, and they are offering to all of our listeners a five percent discount. So if you go on their website at checkout, if you enter DTFF five, it's going to give you a five percent discount on all of your purchases through Modus. Uh, they've been a real big supporter of the podcast, so we appreciate you guys supporting them. Perfect, uh, Scott RZ. Uh, or the mask, as we say every podcast, it's it holds up to pretty much everything: dust, smoke, uh, pepper spray. As we tested once, um, it's a great product. And uh, the code, even though I've said it a hundred times, I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's DTFF. Just DTFF. Correct. Just DTFF. Oh, okay, just DTFF. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll give you thirty percent off. Really great product. Yeah, get one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd, stop the bleed. Yeah, I uh, spoke a lot about it a lot. Stop the bleed. Uh, bleedingcontrol.org. Um, very important to look in your area, uh, see if there's any courses going on. Um, what, one thing I was going to mention was, uh, as Todd calls them, uh, high fidelity sims that you can do with uh, Stop the Bleed. Because, you know, as long as you're following their curriculum, it's, you can kind of go a little bit more... Uh, eclectic on your training i guess um you know one thing i was doing a couple weeks ago with some guys uh, we actually ended up uh going almost like um blacked out um kind of some emergency lights running and the scenario was one of them had uh, taken a hit and uh we started actually spraying them with water to simulate that the bleeding and the upper and the like brachial artery and uh they had to put a tourniquet on under really high stress and you know that added sensation of uh, liquid flowing and now it's on your hands you get slippery so you can always do those high fidelity sims you can you know you can start super basic you can teach um, as we taught we taught some like little kids some you know elementary just going into high school kids or you could teach 
you know, high end, like you can teach first responders, you can teach uh, firefighters, police, uh, you can get into that more extreme, extreme end. So it's, it's got that nice um, mix that you can do to, to get everybody up to speed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, um, as instructors, they tell us to think outside the box and have fun with your training. And um, you stick to your curriculum, but uh, feel free to expand <clears throat> when you're doing the simulations and stuff in the training. But yeah, bleedingcontrol.org. Check it out. Wicked. <clears throat> uh, we'll do Ash for Bar Boys. Yeah, Bar Boys. Uh, Brotherhood Academy Radio Podcast. Um, I heard they're fighting for a dying breed. I hear they are. Absolutely. Stuck in your head. <laughs> we need a song. John, you got something that we can make. I got, I got a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, release an episode every Sunday. Uh, we actually listen to theirs coming down. Uh, here today, which was really good. Um, it was, uh, yeah, a really good podcast. Uh, they also did their box alarm on Wednesday. Um, it's an East Coast US uh, group, group of guys that we've uh, really gotten a pretty cool relationship with now. So uh, if you like what we're doing here uh, and you want to check out uh, a you know, group of guys that are doing a similar deal that we're doing, Check them out, uh, Brotherhood Academy Radio Podcast. Do you mention what's going on with Nick right now? Oh, yeah, actually, that'd be a really good uh, shout-out as well. So, Nick uh, Hilton, one of the uh, uh, founders, if you will, of the Bar Boys Podcast, he just finished his final um, his final shift as a dispatcher and is now a territory rep for uh, Pierce Fire Engines. So, he's... Uh, well done. Pretty exciting. We want to give a, a shout out and wish him well on his new ventures. Uh, pretty exciting job opportunity that he has there and something that he's very, very passionate about. So, yeah. And uh, DTFF uh, will give you 50% off the next year's <laughs> truck. Uh, <laughs> just tell him Nick sent you. Tell him. Follow him up. DTFF. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell him. <laughs> I, I don't see it going wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he told us. That's going to land. <laughs> today actually was was pretty good i listened in it was the uh the guy who uh, he's been at a whole bunch of the uh, fdic's um he's a very well-known speaker he's a chief uh, for volunteer department for many many years and uh he's actually now running the facebook page which is the professional volunteer firefighter really good page good quality content uh take a look at that if you're going through as well uh, nice nice guy uh, and then we have uh, Matt's Calls, which is secondalarm.org. If uh, you are looking for um, support in services that help to get firefighters into fire halls and uh, tell everybody about all the great things that we love to do and uh, all the things we get to do, then um, Matt's secondalarm.org course is uh, definitely the place to go and check out. He will be, uh, they've got some really good promotional material. He was just showing me the other day. It's really going to blow up. It's really going to help us all to uh, to get us out there a little bit further and get more people into our fire halls. So check them out. And then uh, Scott's seminar. It's not my seminar. I didn't say it was. I said Scott's oh. seminar. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the seminar's coming up May 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Uh, over 20, 20 simulation scenarios, uh, what have you. If they're, uh, yeah, it's, it's, again... Filling that toolbox up 
they're not necessarily going to be certificate courses, but it's going to be those extra little bits for your toolbox. Um, there, you know, we, we have nothing but good things come out of that from different firefighters and people share information with us too. Even if, uh, you know, with the various instructors we have, everybody learns something, the instructors, the students, uh, it's pretty awesome. So that's going to be in all over BC, uh, May 1st, 2nd, 3rd, check out the, uh, seminar Facebook page, which is all over spring seminar. And, uh, on there is a registration form, uh, fill it out, send it, send it back to us and you, you can be in. Wine oh, country. Yeah, wine country. We have a nice, uh, if you, if you have a significant other and they're not interested in firefighting, you should probably leave them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, <laughs> if they, uh, no, if they want to come to the seminar, uh, sorry, if you want to come to the seminar and they don't, you can bring them and uh, we actually have a nice, a very good wine tour that uh, is uh, planned. They go for the day, a little uh, picnic lunch, I think, and yeah. visit some wineries. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a good weekend. It's well, I mean, that's why we, we don't call it the seminar anymore. We we nickname it the Fire Palooza because it's 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 like a festival. Absolutely, music, is. parties, explosions, good times. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to come? Everybody wants to come. We're gonna to have to start doing them annually, um, and then Ash, we have a very special shout out specifically for the Sierra. What we got for them? Yeah, so we were really happy to hear uh, as we were wrapping up today um, after the demo and the uh, round, you know roundtable lunch that that we had. Uh, so Ignition USA is offering a twenty percent discount for all of our listeners. So Ooh. if you hop on. At checkout, and you uh, enter DTFF 2020 uh, for it sounds like this year he's going to be extending a 20% discount for all of our listeners. So, a uh, really good opportunity to, to hop on board and get, uh, get uh, yeah, a piece of this uh, tool action here that's uh, we're, we're really excited to try. Wicked, that's fantastic, man. That's really nice of him. Yeah. And then uh, we're actually going to have him on as a guest probably sometime next week uh, or maybe the week after because I do believe next week actually we have uh, the gentleman from behind the shield, in fact, um, coming on. Um, and so it'll probably be the weekend after that. But yes, uh, we will be having him on. He can give us a little bit more information about the tool, how it came about and his history. So that's really nice of him to extend that code out to our listeners. Fantastic. Yeah. Wicked. Well, gentlemen... That is it. Any more for any more? Yeah, I think we should uh, still take a quick quick moment and shout out uh, uh, for Joel, uh, Legion Engineered. Um, it's not uh, a company that we're working with per se. It's something that we want to get behind, uh, get a bit of traction for. So if you hop on any of the uh, social media platforms, uh, Legion Engineered, a, uh, all of the proceeds, uh, the... Um, the profits will go towards a uh, PTSD uh, research or something of, of, of the sort. Yeah, so uh, if the the bulk of the sales are in Canada, it'll go to Veteran Affairs or P- PTSD research in Canada. If uh, it's in the U.S., it'll go south if it's, uh, or I guess here, that's, that's where we are now. Uh, if it's overseas, it's going to go there. So a uh, really cool program that he has going there. Uh, he was a wicked guest of ours and uh, yeah, it's definitely something that we want to help get some traction on. 
So the kids been wearing those hats all day. They, they look nice. Absolutely. Ash and I are sporting our new uh, Legion Engineered hats we ordered, mm-hmm. and they are fantastic. Yeah, they and look I'm pretty legit. One tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw them in. Uh, I saw them in the the picture there at the dash. They look pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, boys. Well, enjoy the uh, enjoy tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be video and some other fun stuff. If uh, I'm sure you got a lot planned for some social media presence for that stuff. So get out there, and then everyone can check it out along with the episode tomorrow. And uh, yeah, say hello to Jocko for me. And uh, tell him I'll see him next week at dinner. And uh, yeah, happy days. Scott. Good night. Ash. Night. Todd. Cheers, good night. And Mike. Thank you, sir, for not coming. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Cheers, boys. (laughs) Stay safe, boys. (laughs) Stay in ETFF. Ta-da. Cheers. Ciao.